0: one of my pet peeves for shopping, especially online shopping, is shipping. It's being too expensive or it's taking too long. That's why I love ShipStation. Shipping can make or break a sale and as your business grows, ShipStation can help optimize how you ship your orders so you can stay competitive while you scale up. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands a month, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. ShipStation is also super easy. You can get a free trial and it's a quick setup so it's easy to try things out before you commit or get started right away. It's easy to automate shipping tasks and manage orders in one simple dashboard. Rules and automations allow you to print shipping labels at the click of a button. There's effortless integration everywhere you sell online including Amazon, Walmart, Shopify and more and you can manage orders, print labels, compare rates and optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. ShipStation has an enterprise solution that reduces warehouse costs and improves profitability. As your business grows, you can save thousands on shipping costs. ShipStation's robust automation and reporting can make scaling easy when you grow. <laughs> ShipStation is the most affordable way to ship everything you sell online. It has industry-leading discount rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So optimize and keep your momentum growing with ShipStation. Use the promo code GIRLTALK today at ShipStation.com. To sign up for your free 60-day trial, again, that's ShipStation.com and use the promo code Girl Talk. Hey, my name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, big so you know what I realized we haven't done in a long time an episode where I just answer your guys's questions why have we not done that in so long like what the fuck bitch you have to remind me of this shit like what the fuck this is like some of the best episodes It's just like us talking about life and us talking asking questions like that's literally how I started my first ever girl talk video it's actually so crazy my first ever girl talk video I don't know if I ever told you this but I texted my editor and I was like is this video a little bit too much? Like, is this a little crazy? Like, I don't know if I should edit it or post it. Cause she already edited it at the time. And she was like, Adeline, like, honestly, I really like this video. I feel like a lot of girls can use it and it was very informative and it was very helpful. And at the time nobody did girl talk videos. Like, I feel like now it's more like acceptable and like a lot of people do it, but I feel like not to my own horn, but I was like probably one of the first ever people to ever do girl talk videos. And that's why I feel like it, did so well and like so many people liked it um but bitch we need to do this we need to catch up i asked you guys on my spam account it's called not adeline n-o-t adeline on instagram any questions that you guys have and we're just going to answer them it's going to be all anonymous these questions what would we want to do first question someone said what are some natural ways to get rid of a uti infection so, bitch, this is a good one to start out with because I didn't fucking know this. You know, they have a whole class. They have a whole fucking class about health um, and like healthcare or what do you... In gym, health and wellness. I don't know. Um, they teach you about sex ed uh, in high school and they did not even teach... They didn't even touch on this shit. And I feel like my parents thought that, oh, they just tell you this shit in school so I don't have to tell you. So my whole life I grew up not knowing what yeast ter- infections or like UTIs were. Basically, after you have sex, you need to pee every fucking time. Every fucking time. And I know it's annoying, but you have to do it, bitch, because if you don't pee every time after sex, basically what you're doing is there's a bunch of bacteria when you're having sex and the other person's like, you know, Whatever germs are inside of you, when you pee, you flush it all out and you're way less likely to get a UTI. So I would never do that. I would never pee after sex and I would get them all the time. I'd be like, what the fuck? You know who it was? It was one of my, (laughs) I don't want to out her. It was one of my YouTube friends that told me what it was. She's like, bitch, you have a UTI. I'm like, what the fuck is a UTI? She's like, you don't know what a UTI is, bitch. You have a boyfriend. I'm like, what? So a UTI is just like a urinary tract infection. And basically what it is, is you feel like you have to pee and you have to pee urgently. And bitch, I like, I swear to you on my life, I would have UTIs like months in a row. Like I had no idea what it was. And I would have sex with my boyfriend. I wouldn't pee after. And I didn't know, like, I thought it was just normal. Like I couldn't hold my pee. I had once when I had to pee, I had to pee right then and there. Like I couldn't hold my pee. My bladder was like, "Ah!" and it's like, you have this feeling of like having to pee. And then you go to the the restroom or you go to the toilet and nothing comes out or like a little drop comes out. Like that's what it kind of feels like. So I would live my life like that for like, I swear, a month. And then I finally went to the doctor. He gave me some like medication, but he didn't even tell me what a fucking UTI was. Like, what the fuck? You're a doctor. Anyways, so my friend told me what it was. It's basically a urinary tract infection. And the way to get rid of it naturally is, well, let's just honestly, a lot of the times it just heals itself and I wouldn't worry about it if you do have it because everybody gets it every girl gets it um and a lot of the times it just heals itself on its own but it fucking sucks so things that you could do to get rid of it quicker and recover quicker is I'll actually take I have to figure out what this is called but I'm pretty sure it's a z o yeah it's a z o um it's sold pretty much every, it's here it's here in France and it's at CVS it's at Target it's at Walmart and it's like like, the, it doesn't cure it, but it helps the symptoms. So if your urinary tract infection is really bad and you feel like you have to pee constantly and then you go to the bathroom and it's just like nothing comes out, this helps a lot and it's literally just a pill and you take it and a lot of the times it helps me something else that you also have to do is drink a fuck ton of water this is like one of the only natural ways to really truly get rid of it is to just drink water drink water drink water drink water drink water don't drink alcohol it'll literally make it worse trust me it makes it so much worse so drink lots of water and that's how you get rid of a uti um but again i'm not a doctor so don't sue me if you die of uti um from this advice i don't know another question someone says how to manage anxiety i i really want to talk about this right now because i feel like my i used to have really bad anxiety back in high school um when there was just like a lot of factors like my parents were always fighting and then i was always fighting with my mom because you know when you're a teenager i was fighting with your mom i was fighting with my mom constantly and then i was also fighting with my dad my basically like my house was just like not a safe space and then on top of that like i wasn't doing well in high school i wasn't doing well in class like my teachers like nobody talks about this but teachers are the biggest bullies now that i'm looking back about it um some my art teacher was probably one of the biggest bullies that i've ever had in my whole life i forget her fucking name fuck that bitch like she was so mean she would literally she'd make me cry every single day and make me feel so shit about myself. And I'm like, you hate me so bad, but you're keeping me in detention to spend more time with me. You know what I mean? I don't know. And like she knew that I had a YouTube channel. I feel like it was like weird that she like knew that I had a YouTube channel and I would like hand in assignments late on and stuff. And like, even though my assignments were good, it was it was late. So she would take like 40 percent off of my mark. So I'd always have shit marks. And my friend, my parents would be like, you're literally so good at your art. Like, why the fuck are you getting such bad grades? Like, I don't know nobody talks about that but teachers literally like there's so many times that teachers made me cry teachers made me go to the bathroom and like literally ball my eyes out um and just made me feel super embarrassed and like made me feel embarrassed about me wearing makeup and like my outfits and stuff like that like fuck the teachers anyways but i have to admit there were some good teachers that i've had like i remember i made a video with mo- another one of my art teachers and she was like the best um but anxiety I feel like I haven't had really bad anxiety for a couple years and I wouldn't say that I have bad anxiety now but there are moments when I was moving where I would like flash back and it'd be like Adeline everything is fine like I know it's like anxiety is so annoying because it's the type of thing where it's like you know everything is fine you know that you're having anxiety but you can't control it like you're palms get really sweaty and, like, you start shaking and, like, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't, um, I mean, it's different for everybody, but that, like, these are the symptoms for me, um, and you, like, because you're not sleeping, because you're not eating, you, like, you're getting, like, very tired, you're, like, hallucinating, like, you're saying, like, dumb shit, like, I don't know, uh, like, anxiety is different for everybody and I feel like it got really bad. Um, when I was moving to Paris. But something that I saw that I will always remember is someone said that anxiety is basically like nearsightedness. Like there's this whole, you know, beautiful view and like maybe your life is so beautiful. And you know that at the end of the day, everything is going to be fine. But anxiety is like nearsightedness where you can't see past what's right in front of you. So like for me, what was right in front of me is moving to Paris and I just felt like, oh, my God, it's going to be the end of the world when if I can't get blue on my flight or I lose one one of my suitcases is lost and it's like all of my like favorite stuff. And um, like there's so many things that could go wrong. And like moving is so stressful and going to the storage unit and, you know, mover trucks and like saying bye to my friends and saying bye to my boyfriend and saying bye. And then like it's a bunch of things. And like you can't see past the thing that's right in front of you. And behind that thing that was right in front of me which was moving was you know this amazing beautiful apartment that i would have and like behind the thing that was right in front of me is even if i wasn't able even if everything went fucking wrong which it honestly fucking did i'm gonna survive and i'm gonna live and i am healthy and i'm myself i'm happy and i have my friends and like people that i can count on and you know Life goes on if I can't move to Paris, but it's like the nearsightedness where you can only see what's right in front of you. And I knew when I was having anxiety at the time that I was having anxiety. And I was like, Adeline, you need to see the full picture. You know, you're only focusing on what is going on right now. Like you need to see the full picture, like really take, breathe, take a step back. What really helps me, honestly, and I know that this is so cheesy, but breathing and i'll literally there's some apps for this i think it's like calm or something like that i think i have it actually but there's youtube videos where it's just breathing exercises what i especially love i have to show you what i um google search i <laughs> go on youtube for it's like i think it's like breathing ball exercise yeah oh my god it's literally calm and it's like a three minute video oh i wish it was longer. the breathing ball i fucking love that youtube video um and there's even like a, a ball where it goes like up and down. Like, that's one of my favorite videos. But yeah, I feel like those are the things that have helped me with it, my anxiety. And I feel like it helps me really be like, add on, take a step back, really breathe. You're being crazy. This is anxiety. It'll pass. Like, I honestly, just knowing that it'll pass really helps me too. Next question someone said fake friends. I have so many fake friends. And every time I try to cut them off, they just make me, or they just, ruin or I don't know what she said there, but fake friends. I feel like this is something that we all struggle with and something that we all come across. And I feel like there's two types of people. There's givers and then there's takers. There's people who... Maybe, like, they <laughs> weren't validated much as a kid, and they feel really validated, like, helping others, and they feel really validated, um, giving to others, and they feel happy giving. And then maybe there's people that are takers, and they grew up very spoiled, and they maybe have like narcissistic behaviors, and they, um, they want to be friends with people who are givers and a lot of times people who are givers attract people who are takers it's just like is the way that it is um but i feel like especially 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 when i was like 20 21 super young i was a hundred a hundred a hundred percent a giver and it would be with like all of my relationships it would be with my friends it would be with my relationships it would be with like my family sometimes and like i would just want to give and give and give and it it's not a bad thing i think it's actually really healthy to be a giver even just like really healthy to have some sort of combination of the two of them um but i really struggled with setting boundaries that's something that i feel like there's the cons of being a giver is you're really fucking bad at setting boundaries, bitch. And that was me at 21, 20. <laughs> I was like, I would give and I would give and I would give. And it could be something like, you know, helping my friend um, with something that they're having trouble with, or maybe they're calling me and I always pick up whenever they have something wrong. And whenever I give them a call, they never answer. It's a very like one sided friendship. Um, and I feel like, that's something that a giver always experiences and that's maybe something that is like a fake friend and maybe you're a giver and maybe you're just friends with people who are essentially just takers and I realize I mean there's a spectrum of like givers and takers but on a very like on the edge of the spectrum there's like really just narcissistic people who believe that they deserve everything they don't need to they need to put in the very bare minimum in relationships and they need to like take, 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 take. Um, and they really need to focus on that and they need to go to fucking therapy. <laughs> um, but I think you just need to realize in yourself, be like, you know what? Maybe I am a giver. And I think that's a good thing, but there also is a balance between being a giver and a taker. And I think something that givers really need to focus on is setting boundaries and setting boundaries like some examples and i get really uncomfortable with this because i just like hate confrontation sometimes but like i've i've gotten a lot better at it but i feel like so things that you could set boundaries on or maybe like your friend is always calling you. They're like telling you about all their boy troubles and they're telling you, oh, like Ryan took me out on a date and like, I don't know, I kind of like him, I kind of don't, and, like blah, 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 blah. You're always hearing about their problems you're always talking to them about them. And then the second that maybe you bring up your relationship or the second that you want to bring something up that's important to you or maybe you call them and they never answer or they kind of like brush it off or they don't want to talk to you about it or they change the subject to relate back to them. Um, You could be like, you know, I really love talking about, you know, talking to you and spending time with you, but I feel like, you know, you're always talking about things that you're going through, and I, I feel really sad when I talk to you about things that I'm going through, and you don't, I feel like you don't really care, or I feel like you don't want to listen, um, I don't know, things like that, even just like, you know, getting, oh, here's a good one, is getting your friend a birthday gift, getting your friend a birthday gift each year. And they get you nothing. You know, I actually dated someone like that where I would get them a Christmas present. I would get their parents a Christmas present. um, I would get them a birthday present. I would get their parents a birthday present. Never once did, I mean, they would obviously get me the bare minimum. They would get me a little birthday present, maybe a Christmas present, but they would never get my parents a Christmas present. Um, And, I didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back at it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, it's like, you know, I was just like giving and giving and giving and no wonder I was feeling so unfulfilled in that relationship because I was dating a taker, you know, and I feel like that kind of relates to fake friends. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's setting boundaries with these people and at the end of the day, if they don't respect your boundaries, then fuck them. You're a good person. People who give are good people. And there'd be so many people in on this earth. There's so many people. Like when I was in high school, I used to think that high school was like the whole fucking world, but there's like billions of people on this fucking earth. If you don't, if someone doesn't want to respect your boundaries, fuck them. And then you mute them, you mute their stories, you mute their Instagram. Maybe you don't unfollow them because you don't want to make drama, whatever. And you just fucking move on. And Can I tell you something? Every time that I've set boundaries with someone and they don't respect it, and then I'm like, you know what? There's so many people on this earth. I don't need them as a friend anymore. I mute them. I mute their stories. I mute their posts. And 100% of the time, they always come back to me. They're like, Adeline, I miss you. Adeline, how's it going? Adeline, how's this? And I'm like, you know what? You had your time. You had your time to prove yourself and to prove that you're a good friend or prove that you're a good partner, prove you're this, prove you're that and you didn't and i know that if i go back to you i know that if i start being your friend again i know that if i start being in a relationship with you again it's just gonna go back to normal and you're not gonna change so maybe by me removing myself from the situation removing myself from the relationship you're able to learn and maybe the next person you could treat better i don't know fucking tea to that um next up the next question is someone said what are some tips to have a health to having a healthy relationship sorry i had a, like a couple sips of the wine and it's actually making me feel kind of good Ooh, I feel other warming cozies <laughs> um but tips to have a healthy having a healthy relationship fuck sorry i need to actually sober up a little bit i'm just my words um for me i think that having a healthy relationship is all about communication you know people always say like oh you know we're not having sex and although I really do believe that sex translates on all parts of your relationship like if you're not having sex there's something else within the relationship. It's not that you don't find them attractive. It's not that you're not horny. It's that there's something deeper in the relationship because when you like someone, you want to have sex with them, right? Like when when they bring when your boyfriend brings you on a nice date and they put the time into it and they get you roses or they do something for you and that makes you feel really good, you want to have sex with them. You know? <laughs> One of my pet peeves for shopping, especially online shopping, is shipping. It's being too expensive or it's taking too long. That's why I love ShipStation. Shipping can make or break a sale. And as your business grows, ShipStation can help optimize how you ship your orders so you can stay competitive while you scale up. Whether you're shipping a 100 packages a month or thousands a month, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tests and easily handle returns. ShipStation is also super easy. You can get a free trial and it's a quick setup so it's easy to try things out before you commit or get started right away. It's easy to automate shipping tasks and manage orders in one simple dashboard. Rules and automations allow you to print shipping labels at the click of a button. There's effortless integration everywhere you sell online including Amazon, Walmart, Shopify and more and you can manage orders, print labels, compare rates and optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. ShipStation has an enterprise solution that reduces warehouse costs and improves profitability. As your business grows, you can save thousands on shipping costs. ShipStation's robust automation and reporting can make scaling easy when you grow. ShipStation is the most affordable way to ship everything you sell online. It has industry-leading discount rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So optimize and keep your momentum growing with ShipStation. Use the promo code GIRLTALK today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial again that's shipstation.com and use the promo code girl talk i can literally hear my neighbor upstairs i'm like can they hear me talking to my podcast like (laughs) i can hear the creaking of the floor i'm like can they hear me i've never heard them though whatever um but again i feel like sex is really important and when you notice that you're not having sex a lot i i really ask myself i'm like is there something deeper like is there something that is happening that makes me not want to have sex with them like or is there something that uh, that is happening that makes them not want to have sex with me like uh, are they not you know doing my love languages am i not doing their love languages i feel like it's all about communication um people that I like to date I like to make them take the love language test because I want to know your love language and I make them take the BDSM test because I want to know what you're into I make them take all these fucking tests I even like look up their zodiac sign I like do this I do that because I just feel like it's it's hey maybe I don't believe in zodiac signs 100% of the time but I feel like it's a fun way to communicate and it's a fun way to tell your partner, like, I like this or I don't like this or, oh my God, I'm an Aries and like, I relate to this, but like, fuck that. That is not right. Like, I'm not like that. You know, it's like getting to know your partner and getting to know who they are and like what they like, what you can do for them, what they could do for you and make yourselves a better team. I feel like looking at a relationship as a team has really helped me as well because at the end of the day, you really just die by yourself, like you don't die with anyone. You die by yourself. So looking at a relationship as a team, I feel like has also really helped me and um, being like, what what is there anything that I could do to help my teammate or anything that they could, my teammate could do to help me and just communicating? I don't know. Um, oh, <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> Having a high libido and your partner is not wanting to keep up. I have so many thoughts on this. So something that i feel like is good advice is if you feel like maybe you have a higher sex drive than your partner your partner has a higher sex drive than you there are other things that you guys can do to you know fulfill one another because I really feel like at the end of the day, nobody has the exact same sex drive. You know, you could try and date and you could try and, you know, meet people that like have a similar sex drive to you, um, but you're never going to find someone that's like a 100% match. Um, but I feel like if things that can help are, you know, maybe your partner, maybe your boyfriend has a higher sex drive than you and that's totally okay. It Maybe you can give him a blowjob, and then in return he could give you like a 30 minute massage or it could be the other way around maybe you have a high sex drive this is what the girl said maybe you have a high sex drive and they can maybe eat you out or they could play with you or they finger you or they use a toy um and then you give them a massage for 30 minutes or do something for them i don't know i feel like there's something that you guys can do that's physical that could satisfy you both um Or even if it's just like watching this person's favorite TV show or maybe it's doing this, doing that. I think that there are ways to work around it. I think also going out on dates is really important. I feel like I'm the horniest when you just have a good date you know you just connect with someone and you feel like you guys are just vibing you're laughing together you're telling jokes you sp- maybe you spend a little time apart you, s- you spend all day friday you're with your girlfriends and they're with their guy friends and then you plan the day on friday night and you go to dinner and you tell them about your day and you have a really good date and maybe they made a reservation you're wearing a cute dress and you're wearing lingerie you feel super sexy you're wearing high heels and you never wear high heels girl Ooh. um and they look super cute. I feel like planning dates is also really important, and doing stuff like that definitely makes me really horny. Um, and even just you know putting in the effort, maybe putting like flower petals on the bed, or you know even taking the BDSM test because I feel like a lot of times people can feel misunderstood with sex, and. You know, people, maybe they have, like, some internal fear with sex or they have some sort of, like, judgment within themselves for having some XYZ kink. But I feel like taking the BDSM test and there are some crazy questions on it. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> um, but figuring out, like, what you like in the bedroom versus what they like in the bedroom um, and spicing it up or maybe not spicing it up. If you guys are both vanilla, that's totally okay. Um, I feel like communicating that can also help with you having a high libido and them not. Next question, someone said, not feeling down or beating yourself up for traveling and leaving some people behind. This is actually the most perfect question because I was just talking to my girlfriend about this and she basically went on this solo trip. We went out to get dinner together because I obviously she's my friend, she's in Paris. I'm like, yes, let's go out to dinner together. So we go to dinner together. And she was telling me, she's like, girl, like, I have been planning this Paris trip with my girlfriends for years. And every single time we go to book, there's always an excuse. They're always like, oh, I just don't have the money. Oh, like I I don't want to spend the money or like, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I have this already planned. Oh, I can't do it anymore. She's like, fuck, like, we're literally never going to go on this fucking trip. Like every single year they keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And like, bitch, I just want to fucking go to fucking France. I just want to travel the world. It's like what I want to do. It like makes me excited and it makes me happy. And I want to spend my money to do this. And she was like, I I don't know. I just like, I feel so bad. Like I, we're literally never going to go on this trip, but I want to go with I want to go anyways. And she's like, is it selfish if I like go by myself and I do it without them? And I was like, hell fucking no. Like, how is it any of your problem that you guys set a plan to go on a fucking trip and every single year they don't want to do it? it's not your fucking problem and like it's their de- decision that they don't want to do it and she was like i know like sometimes i feel like you know my friends they you know sometimes they judge me because you know, she makes her own money and she's able to spend it the way that she wants. And then she has, you know, her friends who they don't want to work and they like they don't have a job and they're they're just kind of like uh, couch surfing or maybe they're just like staying at their parents house and they don't have a job. They're not studying. They're just kind of like floating around and then they want to complain about money. And they're saying, oh, like, you know, it must be nice to be making money. But it's like, bitch, you work hard. You work hard for your money. And then they respond to her story and they're like, oh, must be nice to be in France, kind of being shady. It's like, you work hard for your money. Like, it's not anybody else's money. It's not must be nice. It's I worked for my money and I got my money and now I'm spending my money. What else do you want to do with my money? Save it up? Like, buy a house? Like, you're going to get mad at me for buying a house anyways. Must be nice to buy a house. It's jealous people like that. And people who are... In such like a negative space and like, don't get me wrong, I've definitely been there and we all get jealous at times, but it's people that are just in like a negative space and they get jealous very easily and they they feel like the whole world is against them you know, and they feel like everything is conspiring against them. And oh, poor them. Like they, they don't have any money. They can't do this. They can't do that. Like, oh, it must be nice to be able to travel. It must be nice to be able to have money. It must be, but it's like, girl, like do something about it. You only have one fucking life and you're not doing anything about it. You don't want to work. You don't want to make money. You don't want to. I mean, ugh, fuck, I'm going to sound like Kim Kardashian here, bitch. Okay, <laughs> But you know what I mean? So not feeling down or beating yourself up for traveling and leaving some people behind. Girl, you know what they say? They say that you become like the three people that you hang around the most. They say that if I could tell you exactly who you're going to be in your life, if you show me your three best friends or your five best friends, and it's just seeing how the lifestyle of your friends and seeing how hardworking they want to be or seeing if they have kids or seeing if they this or seeing if they that, they say uh birds of a feather flock together bitch that's what they fucking say you become like the three people you hang around the most so if you want to be like if you ask yourself and you're like okay who are my three closest friends do i really do do i like them do i really want to be like them because time is the most valuable thing that you could give to any person and if you really look around at your friends and you're like do i really want to be like them where is their life heading like do i really want to be like them ask yourself that. And if the answer is no, then maybe, you know, it's time to t- book that fucking trip. and <laughs> Maybe it's time to like, you know, explore and like make new friends and maybe distance yourself from them because maybe they say small comments about like that and they say small comments to you. that are like, oh, it must be nice to travel. Oh, like you're so lucky that you have this or oh, you're so lucky that you have that. It's like, no, bitch. It's like, you know, maybe, yeah, I am actually lucky because I feel like, you know, having these great things happen to you is just a matter of, you know, being consistent and working really hard and being at the right place at the right time. But if you do it enough, you're going to fucking succeed at anything that you do. So surrounding yourself with people who are motivated and surrounding yourself with people who are happy within themselves. I feel like don't don't feel bad about yourself, bitch. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Travel the world. Don't feel bad because you can't control other people. Um, and letting go of that control and feeling like you have to control other people feels fucking good. Next question. Someone said, feeling like your life is a simulation or you're tired of a routine. Bitch, I can relate to this on so many levels. Like, I will literally be talking to my friends and they're like, do you ever feel like you're living the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again? Like, is that kind of depressing that, you know, you'd think that? I don't know. But it's it's totally a thing. And there's definitely moments where I felt like that. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just living the same day over and over and over. I'm tired of this routine or I feel like my life is a simulation. Bitch, you need to start something fucking new because this is how I felt in L.A. I felt like every day was the same. I always hang out with my friends. I always have my routine and don't get me wrong, my routine is amazing. Like I, I had my dream car, I, I lived on the beach and it was so amazing. And But you know, depression is fucking real and you could, be, you could be fucking living at the beach and fucking depressed. I'm not saying that I was depressed or anything, but I know some friends and you're like, damn, how are you rich and depressed, bitch? Like what the fuck? It makes no fucking sense. Like what the fuck is going on? If I was rich, I would not be depressed, but don't get me wrong. I think that it can be super easy to fall into a routine of something and fall into, you know, a cycle or feeling like you're very comfortable with something. And being comfortable could be like, you know comfortable in a city that doesn't inspire you it could be comfortable in a relationship that's low-key kind of abusive it could be comfortable in a abusive family household it could be comfortable in um a lot of things comfortable in a friend group that doesn't inspire you um things like this can really drain you and make you feel really down about yourself and feel like you're living like the same day over and over and over again in like the same routine um I feel like really just journaling and figuring out whatever that thing is. What is it that you feel like is dragging you down? Is it the circle of friends that you're with? Is it the city that you're in? Is it your family? Is it this? Is it that? And I know that we don't all have the opportunity or we don't have the resources to move out of a family house even if it's like staying at a friend's house, even if it's, you know, saving up all your money to get, you know, your first ever apartment, even if it's, you know, whatever it is. I totally get you, and I don't know if I have the best advice, but life is so fucking beautiful. And I feel like I like would just live the same day over and over and over again and I would be so like just I don't know. I feel like I would just be so closed-minded. And for me, you have to find the thing that inspires you. For me, the thing that inspires me is traveling and being able to travel and see the way that people live and seeing Tokyo and seeing how, you know, people dress differently there and they love karaoke there and they speak a different language there and everybody is so perfect like on the escalator everybody goes on the left side of the escalator and the right side is for walking like what it's so organized and like even just like going to bali and see how laid back people are and how beautiful life is and even going to bora bora and talking to the tour guide and being like him being like you know we are poor here but you know it's if we're all happy, like it, being rich is not part of life here. Like, like you, you can be the poorest person in the whole world and be a hundred percent happy here because everything you need is on the island. Everything you need, it could be like the bananas or the fruit, and it grows on the trees. Or if you're hungry, you go spear fishing, you get the fish. It's just traveling is the one thing that really inspires me, and it really helps me you know, feel alive and feel like a human. So finding that thing for you that makes you feel alive, whether it's painting, whether it's, um, singing, whether it's writing music, whether it's whatever it is for you, you have to just find that shit. Start a new cooking class, start a fucking, um, bag making class i saw that in paris they have that they have like a bag making class that you can like make your own bag and they use the same materials that chanel uses like what the fuck but girl i totally get you you need to find that thing you need to start something new what is ask yourself what is something that you were so excited about as a kid because for me when i was a little kid i asked myself this i'm like what made me so excited paris and i feel like i'm so happy here what else made me excited Disney. I love going to Disneyland. What else makes me excited? Traveling. What else made me excited? Drawing. Drawing makes me feel so empowered and so free. And I feel like I escape. And for some people, escape can be watching movies. I mean, eh, if you're passionate about it. Or um, (laughs) it can be making movies. It could, I don't know. No, no, I'm kidding. Or it could be reading books. Or it can be, um, you know, playing soccer or playing a sport or whatever you're calling was this little kid, ask yourself what was that? And try and dive deep into it. I don't know. That's at least what made me feel really happy. Next question. Someone said, How to deal with all your body changes, not just in your teenage years, but also out adulthood. So I didn't believe this. Bitch, did you know your body changes when you're fucking twenty-five? Same with your skin. Bitch, oh my God, I never like okay, basically this is my acne story. I grew up once the second i turned 13 i had acne everywhere i had acne on my forehead i had acne on well, it was mostly my t-zone it was my acne on my forehead and acne on my nose and growing up people would always bully me for it they'd be like oh no wonder you have bangs you're covering your um acne and i literally vividly remember that like i it actually just flashed back to my fucking head um i had moments in like near the end of high school where my acne kind of cleared up. And then right when I turned 24, 25, my acne came back and it was all on my cheeks and it was hormonal acne. And my doc- I asked my doctor and I'm like, what is this? Like, I haven't had acne since I was like 13. And he was like, oh, it's like, you know, you're 25, you're getting new hormones and your body is changing still. I'm like, what the fuck? Even like my metabolism, I definitely feel like my metabolism slowing down because before I used to eat whatever the fuck, i want i would literally do you remember i used to eat the fucking trader joe's mac and cheese every fucking day because i didn't know how to cook <laughs> um i still barely know how to cook but i'm better now i know how to turn on the oven i know how to turn on a stove i do the whole spiel um but <laughs> i definitely feel like my metabolism slowing down and i'm like okay well now i really need to watch what i eat because girl i can really tell i can tell my body is changing it is totally normal normal for your body to change when you get older and even when you're 40. Like, your body is honestly constantly changing. You know what they say? They say that um, your you have a completely new body every seven years because you're – you know, your nails are constantly growing, your skin is constantly shedding, there's new cells being reproduced and dying and your hair is growing, your hair is, you know, falling out, Your, it's all normal shit and you have a completely new body every seven years. Isn't that kind of crazy? You're a completely new person every seven years. So dealing with body changes, I feel like for me, what makes me feel a lot better is just learning more about health (laughs) because I knew, literally jack shit about health when i was like 21 and like i would go to the gym i would spend money on a trainer and like it was literally the worst trainer ever it was literally la fitness and like my trainer would fucking drink diet coke while training me and <laughs> she would like cancel on me all the time like we would have sessions at like nine in the morning she would cancel on me at like 8 a.m when i was like getting ready and about to go and like i don't know or i would show up and she wasn't there and i'd be like what the fuck is literally the worst trainer ever so i knew nothing about health um I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know what to eat. And I didn't know what works for my body because everybody's body is different. You know, some people are like, oh, do this diet plan. Do this, do this, do this. But everybody's body is different. I feel like finding a balance for me, I feel like my balance is eating a healthy breakfast and lunch and then eating whatever the fuck I want for dinner. Because at least if I eat a healthy breakfast and lunch, that is 66% of my meals, majority of my meals that are healthy. And then I don't I, I don't have to worry about my dinner. And I can eat like shit for dinner. And I feel like I have a good relationship with food that way because when I'm a little too healthy, I just binge eat and I eat all the candy and I eat all the food. But if I allow myself and I'm like, I'm gonna eat majority of the time healthy, I a lot of the times I could keep up with it and I'm good with it. <laughs> I know I ain't a. Say my name when you go in it next up oh this is a good one someone said what do you do when all you attract are guys wanting a hookup but you're looking for a life partner so they say i keep saying this they say that like attracts like and you hear this so many times there's guys and they're like oh i don't know why i always attract gold diggers i don't know why i always attract girls that want to use me for my money and blah 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 you go on their instagram what do you see You see a fancy car, you see a fancy house, you see fancy this, you see fancy that. Why the fuck do you think you're attracting gold diggers, bitch? Like, really look at yourself. So what I would say is when you're going on your dating apps or you go on your Instagram or you go on whatever, how you portray yourself they say like attracts like. So if you're constantly posting, showing off your new watch and your cars and your this and your that, you're gonna attract people that like the same things that you do. They like fancy cars, they like nice watches, they like this, they like that. They're like, why do why do girls not like me for me? Because they like the thing the same things that you do. They like nice cars, they like nice houses, they like nice watches, they like this, they like that. They're the same as you. They attract the same thing. I think it's also different though because men are just horn dogs and they just want to like fuck at literally anything that comes by them. Like they're literally not picky at all. Like they'll literally just fuck whatever that they want on the fucking street. Um, or whatever comes by them. <laughs> so attracting guys that want something more of like a life partner, I would say really just I don't know if you're on the dating apps, but really just looking at your dating apps. Girl, are you are you, do you have horny little subliminals? Do you have a lot of bikini photos? Do you feel like you're swiping on the guys that look like fuckboys? Because that was me. My type was fuckboys. What do you think? You get, you swipe yes on a fuckboy. What do you think? Bitch, go to the gym every day, fucking tattoos, like blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's not tattoos, tattoo, but you know what I mean? Typical douchebag. Maybe that's your type. Maybe try changing your type. Try changing your aesthetic. Try changing your Instagram. Try changing your dating profile. And ask yourself, who is my date, my dream person? My dream person is someone that wants a a real relationship, that wants to take a, a relationship seriously. I want someone that you know, is able to provide for me that is, you know, um, that works very hard. I want someone that respects themselves. They respect me. I want someone that, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is for you and ask them this person that I want, would they be attracted to me? And then you can kind of adjust. Like, I feel like they're, you know, obviously when you post lots of bikini photos, at least my friends too, my friends that post a lot of bikini photos who do they attract? There was even this girl, I saw that on TikTok and it made me, I was like, bingo, this totally makes sense. This girl said the amount, the the difference of guys that she got when she was, she had her natural body versus getting a BBL is so different. Even girls talk about like the different types of guys that they attract when they're blonde versus brunette it's so crazy. Like she said that when she had her natural body, she would attract a lot of nice guys and she would attract a lot of like good guys in her life. The second that she got a BBL, she started attracting a lot of like, you know, guys that really objectified her and guys that, you know, only really liked her for her looks and like didn't treat her right and blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, basically at the end of the day, she's like, I kind of like regret my BBL because I hate all the guys that I'm attracting (laughs) on my photos and like stuff like that but I think it also depends on your photos and like how you portray yourself. But even just like having brunette hair versus blonde hair, like some girls were like on TikTok, they were like, I feel like when I had blonde hair, I attracted a lot of like these guys, and when I had brunette hair, I attracted a lot of these guys. When I had orange hair, when I had colorful hair, I attracted this, 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 this. I don't know. I think I would just really ask yourself, who is the type of person that you want to date? And who is the type of person that they would be attracted to? Like, even Sofia Richie, bitch. Did you, I don't know if you if you watch Sofia Richie and her TikToks, but I'm obsessed with her. She just married this, like, billionaire, super rich guy. And I feel like this is what she did. She asked herself, who is this billionaire, super rich guy going to be attracted to? Maybe someone that dresses a little more modestly. Maybe someone that, you know, is like this, 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 this. Because we all seen her glow up of the century. We're all obsessed with it. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is good or bad advice for <laughs> for um for dating, but that's my two cents. I don't know. Next up, someone said <laughs> sex on your period. I love it, but some people think that it's gross. I do it all the time, bitch. And honestly, if someone thinks that it's gross, like, sorry, it's natural. Sorry, every woman does it sorry that my body is literally naturally doing that and it's actually kind of a beautiful thing because it's just you know the eggs that i produce for making babies and when i don't use them they have to be extracted out with blood and shit like that i don't know if that's actually correct but it's a natural thing about your body it's something that's beautiful like sometimes i i always remind myself i'm like I can literally create another human being inside of me. Like, I am literally a walking goddess on the face of this fucking earth. Like, it is so magical that women are able to create other human beings inside of them. Like, what the fuck? We're literally walking goddesses on this very earth. Um, So I, I, I used to think like that. I used to be like, oh, I used to never have period sex. But I feel like the second that I was like... or. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. The second that I started hooking up with a guy that didn't give a fuck about it. And honestly, it's like the older guys that really don't give a fuck. Either the relationship guys that don't really give a fuck. Girl, you just put a towel down so that you don't make a mess. And you just do it and then you clean up after, you maybe you take a shower after or maybe you have it in the shower. That's my favorite actually. I love having period sex in the shower. <laughs> but I think just realizing every et, I think the second that we all realize that first of all, having sex is just as normal as doing your fucking laundry. Everybody has sex. Almost everybody has sex. Okay? Everybody does their laundry everybody you know does the dishes everybody you know it's like everybody does it so let's just get that out of the fucking way second of all every woman has a period well not there are exceptions but you know we all have periods and it's all normal and the second that we we really like just stop and we're like this is not weird this is not awkward everybody has it And I think just asking your partner, being like, I honestly get really horny on my period and I want to have sex on my period. Can we just like put a towel down? Maybe we could try it or figure out something that, you know, both of us are comfortable with, even if it's having sex in the shower so that we both feel clean or maybe they want to put a, a, you know, a condom on or maybe I don't know what it is. Figuring out something that both of you guys are comfortable with, but bitch I'm horny on my period and I like having sex on my period and there were so many times in past relationships where I would be ashamed or I, I wouldn't want to see my boyfriend because I'm on my period and I would feel ashamed of my body and I would feel ashamed that I'm bloated. And I would feel ashamed that I was bleeding but it is literally so normal. It is 100% normal. All girls have it. All girls have sex. All girls have their periods. It is so normal it's these pussy-ass boys that make it such a fucking big deal. It's all these pussy-ass boys that say that vagina smells. <sighs> I used to be so insecure about that. I used to always wipe my vagina on, like, whatever. Like, I kind of love the smell of vagina. <laughs> this is bisexual things. But the smell of vagina, like, is... I mean, everybody has different pheromones and everybody this is getting a really crazy tmi girl talk but um you know some people's pheromones you just like the smell it's like our primal instincts literally (laughs) but like sometimes you just like the smell of like some people sometimes you don't like the smell of other people and like sometimes your ph like doesn't it matches it doesn't match whatever um but don't be fucking insecure about the way that your vagina smells, bitch, because I used to and I it would make me have worse sex. I used to be so insecure about it. Um, so whatever I, whatever I tell my friends, I'm always like, men always complain, not men, little boys always complain that pussy smells like fish, but have you ever smelt your balls? Like I could, all of my girlfriends, they can all relate to this. Have you ever smelt smelly balls? smelly balls are the fucking worst i've never smelled a vagina that smelled worse than smelly balls smelly balls are the worst smell in the entire world so if you want to complain about a smelly vagina let's talk about your balls first let's talk about that do you really shower every day with soap bitch if you're complaining about how vagina smells then we can talk okay but stop being insecure about that Stop being insecure about period sex and your period and being bloated and um the way that your vagina smells because it's all normal and only a little boy would complain about that only a little boy would ever bring that shit up because little boys don't have experience and they talk to other little boys about it and they don't real men have experience and they know what a woman's body is like they know what is normal with a woman's body it's little boys that just don't understand (laughs) I think this is a good one to end the girl talk with. (laughs) Someone said, what to say when being selfish during sex? I want to come first, but not hurt them. Bitch, some of my best sex is with men that want to make women come first. That is the best sex that you will ever have in your life. And you can't come, like, maybe you can try to convince them, but it's just like, there's certain men that, It's honestly the gentleman. It's the real gentleman that will hold the door for you. It's the real gentleman that wants to care for a woman and wants to provide for a woman and wants to, you know, take care of a woman. They will want to make you come first, bitch. So that's the first sign. Um, But wanting to come first, I think that is 100% totally fine. If your partner is coming first 100% of the time, they're being selfish. You know, I used to be in a relationship where they would come and then I would just think that it's the end of sex. Like, I I feel like that's a lot of heterosexual relationships is you guys have sex, the male comes, and it is the end. That's not how it should be. It's interactions between, from heterosexual sex, it's an inter- interaction between a male and a female. And you. the thing that you both get out of it is an orgasm <laughs> and there's so many times that i hear my friends and they're like oh i haven't had an orgasm in a year i i never orgasm with my boyfriend i never orgasm this i never orgasm that i'm like what the fuck bitch you're not even having sex i mean yeah you're having sex but you're you're not experiencing like the come that you're giving to the other person like they're being selfish and maybe like hey maybe they are making you orgasm but they're coming first every single time. That's really also selfish too. Like if you really think about it, like maybe maybe you go first or they go first and you guys alternate, or, but it's really like it's the gentleman because guys, nobody talks about this, but women can have multiple orgasms. And it's really a shame because the orgasm gap is crazy. (laughs) Like men are orgasming left, right and center and heterosexual women are just not. And if you're not orgasming, then maybe you should try a girl. But all I have to say is it is not being selfish asking to come first. If anything, I honestly think that it's a little bit like smarter and it biologically makes a little bit more sense to make the woman come first because we can have multiple orgasms and like for them they have to like recharge and like re you know it's like they have to like whatever but women are able to have multiple orgasms so it makes sense to have a woman come first but I think it's all about communication it's definitely asking your partner and being like hey like and I always talk about you know sex stuff outside of the bedroom I don't know I just feel like it's better even if you want to like talk about it in the car sometimes i like talking about awkward stuff in the car because like you don't have to make eye contact you just look at the road it's like less awkward um and you could just talk to them and be like hey like i honestly it it really turns me on when you you know are able to focus on me at first and we're you're able to do a little bit of foreplay um because most women don't even come through vaginal sex they come through their clit so when you're able you know to make me come first it just makes me wetter i feel like it makes the sex even better like if like let's try something maybe tonight where you you know do something different and you you do this or whatever it is that makes you do the fucking deed um but this tmi girl talk got real tmi real quick (laughs) Whoopsies. um but i hope that you guys enjoyed today's girl talk i'm I really like this. these times of episodes. I might film another one like this. Um, but I love you guys. It's been an hour, so I feel like I should log off. But I love you. If you guys ever want to talk, I'm always, always, always here. I always ask you guys or I always answer you guys' questions on my spam account. It's not Adeline on Instagram. Um, but if you're listening to this on YouTube, then make sure to comment down below. What are some questions that you guys have or any podcast ideas that you guys have? Let me know in the comments down below. Make sure you give this video a like and subscribe. It helps me a lot. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple music, make sure to give this a five-star rating because it helps me a lot. Um, but yeah, I love you guys and I'll talk to you later. I'm always here. Same place, same time. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, If you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, And I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, But I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.